Welcome to today's episode of What the Tech Just Happened. Well, what the tech just happened was the New Hampshire primaries just came to a close, but we are going to focus on what actually happened at the Iowa caucus Mm. last week, along with uh, security practices at local MSP providers and what is coming with the trend of as a service. Stay tuned to find out what the tech just happened. Good morning, Penny. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. It is. It's actually sunny today. It is. Another sunny day. Another sunny day today. We have a trend going. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Uh, the past couple of days, there's been snow on the ground every morning when I wake up. Mm. So I was happy to see the sun yeah, we this had, morning. Yeah, we had a terrible day yesterday with the sleet and yucky, messy conditions. So yeah. it is nice to have the sunshine. Yep. Those, in New, those of us in New England love to complain about the weather. Yeah. Look at us talking weather here, right? <laughs> <laughs> you have joined a nice tech talk show and you're listening we to always, the weather. We always start with the weather. <laughs> um, you know what was interesting, though? Uh, so I was in the weather the past two days. I was dri- uh, driving all over the place across New England to all of our different sales sites. And I saw a lot of, in New Hampshire yesterday, a lot of campaign buses. Yes. So I felt like I was on the road with every single candidate from uh, the Pence truck to Amy Klobuchar. And so as everyone drove by, I waved. And that was my my primary experience of the day yesterday. And then I went and voted. Oh, good. Uh, and I live in a, a fairly small town in New Hampshire. So pulled in, walked in, voted, walked out five minutes. Yeah, I was surprised too. I went right in and yeah. was able to vote too. And uh, I asked somebody who, a good friend of mine that works at the voting booths and asked how was the turnout. And they said it was actually really good that it was mm. steady all day. Uh, no huge crowds at any one time. So in and out, which is nice. Awesome. So uh, I want to chat, or I think you really want to chat today about the Iowa caucus. Crazy. Chaos in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, because we are a a tech show and this is what the tech just happened, the reason we want to talk about it's very relevant around voting and primary, the primaries and things like that. But there were some technical glitches coming out of the Iowa caucus. So what what the tech happened in Iowa, Rob? Yeah, well, I, I want to set the stage a little bit, and we are going to get a, a tiny bit political here and inform some folks that might not really know the difference between a caucus and a primary. Um, so, and this is relevant to the story. Uh, so a caucus is, it's like a political party, and that's where people from the, the particular region come into their precincts and it's, they literally go into these groups, almost like chat rooms or however you want to describe mm-hmm. it, of their candidate. And they, there are headcounts. After a while, there are headcounts to see, okay, how many people are in this particular group? How many are over here? And they get to a point where if there's, they don't get at least 15% of the population there, that candidate drops out. Oh, interesting. So I don't think I really know this. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be... On 100% transparent with our audience. Yeah, so so it's interesting. And then they have an opportunity, the, the people that um, have a less than candidate will say, uh, they have an opportunity to try to recruit others. So they go into the other groups and say, hey, did you know that our candidate is for this, this, and this? Mm-hmm. And try to recruit them over. If And at the same time, others are trying to recruit them into their party. So they do that for a little while. And then there's a point where the directors at the precincts will say, okay, these are not viable candidates anymore. 
you know, go find somebody that you want to go support. And then they go and they support them. And then after this is done, uh, after a while, then it all settles. And so it's a long process. Mm-hmm. Uh, after it's all done, then they actually write down on paper ballots who they voted for. And there's also a head count done. So there's a there's a two two wow. step head count done. Um, but this year, there was a little bit of chaos and, and there's some confusion. A lot of people go, oh, there was an app that people voted on the app. There was electronic voting. I think that's what I said to you this morning. Yeah, and then it, I felt silly. No, no, no. <laughs> I, th- I think a lot of people had that misconception of exactly what did happen in Iowa. And the app that was um, created was actually created for specifically for this so that they could... Um, uh, tally up the results and send them back to headquarters so that they could report to the nation what happened. So okay. it wasn't actually voting with the app. It was the ta- it was an app to tally. It was up the, the communicate or it was the tallying or the communication of the tallying. It's tallying and the communication okay. of the tallying. And so the app had an epic failure. And there were a couple of interesting things. It was one of the directors that called up and said, "My app isn't working." And so they said to him, you know, what happens when an app doesn't work? What is the number one fix? Uh, you, re- you know, you deinstall it there and then go. reinstall it. De-inst- or did I just say deinstall? <laughs> Uninstall. <laughs> Uninstall. Like I said, I drove 200 miles yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so you're an IT genius because, yes, that was the advice that they gave him. Said, yeah. Uninstall and reinstall. So he uninstalled <laughs> and he went to reinstall. And the epic failure was he forgot his Apple password. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, so he, he couldn't reinstall this. And I'm sorry if, if you guys are listening and I'm making fun of you, but um, I mean, that happens to a oh lot of God, us. Oh my God, it happens to me every time I download an app. <laughs> so, um, so that was a problem. And the app was just the, the entire, all the precincts, the, that, the app had an epic failure. Oh my gosh. Um, because they didn't, they didn't have long enough to test it. So they rolled this thing out. They didn't test it long enough and people really didn't have a chance to train on it. And that was really what the issues were um, with it. So, so it wasn't really the application itself. It was more user error or no, a combination. Of I both? think it was a combination okay. of both, but I think the app itself had some, um, so, some problems. Okay. With it. And so then they all retreated to the phone lines so that they could call in their results. And the phones went down because they had, <laughs> had over 1,600 precincts calling all at once. Oh, my gosh. And nobody could get through. So this just caused a lot of chaos um, over in Iowa. And, and to kind of set the stage for you, there's a lot of strategy that goes on. Um, when you're voting, and it's important for the candidates to get momentum, especially if you're a front runner, second place, third place, and you're trying to get those votes. So as the results start trickling in, people that may have voted for a less than candidate may want to switch their vote and go into you know the top one, two, or three. Interesting. Yeah. That's, so it's there's a little psychology. The psychology, the strategy, yeah. and it, it's really important that that these things run seamlessly. And in this case, there was a tech failure, and unfortunately, it, it caused a lot of havoc within mm-hmm. um, within the, the the voting world. So when trust and transparency are the two main <laughs> important issues and that doesn't happen, it gets people scratching their head, you know, and they're taking a real hard look at Iowa. Iowa's, you know, stance in the world uh, and being the first in the nation is important to them. They've been doing that for years and years. I, don't I, was, gonna know. Say, I was just going to say, do you know 
like when it started in Iowa? I don't. I know that um, New Hampshire, I think they just celebrated their 100th uh, first in the nation primary. Uh, and I don't know. I'd have to go back. Uh, I wish I had that stuff. Okay, so Iowa's stat. a caucus and New Hampshire's a primary. A primary. So that's what I was confused yesterday whenever, and again, I, I may sound uneducated not no, knowing no. all this, but I, I'm that. actually really surprised. And again, to be transparent, I thought yesterday was a a Democrat-only voting day because there was a sitting Republican president. It just didn't, I, not that I'm old, but I'm not fairly young either. It's just something I felt like I should probably know. But I think there's a lot of things around voting and primaries and caucuses that no one really knows. Yeah, right. And we're all out there voting, but it. don't really understand the process very much. Yeah. So a primary, um, different from a caucus, is where you just you go in and it's they have two, well, actually, there's three types. There's an open, there's a closed, and there's kind of a hybrid. So an open primary is you can go in and it doesn't matter your party affiliation and you can vote for who you want. Um, where a closed primary, it's not like that. A closed primary, if you are registered Republican, you must go in, grab the Republican ballot, which this year I think just had, I didn't see it, but I think it was just Trump and Weld that was on the Republican ballot. No, there was like 10 people. On oh, there were? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I just, that. I'm giving myself away, but I there was get, a yeah. lot of people I guess on I it. gave myself away too, <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> Oops. And look at how well we get along. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so, and then uh, again, for New Hampshire, um, we are, we're kind of a hybrid um, because if you're a registered independent, which I am, so I go for best candidate. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year I happened to take the Democratic ballot because I wanted to make things interesting. Is um, un, is independent the same as undeclared? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because there was, I saw the station where you could move your status back to undeclared. Yeah, you kind of have to do that. So you have to declare for the primary. So that's, okay. again, why it's. Oh, so kind you of declare a and then you can switch back. That's right. So, so you, during you, the presidential election, you can vote for either? That's okay. that, that's correct. Okay. Yep, so you go in and um, and they they see I say you're you're that you're undeclared. Um, who did you want to which party are you going to be voting for or voting with? So in this case, I said Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. They give me the Democratic ticket and that's all I can vote for. I can't I can't vote Republican at that point. And then I make my choice, put it in, and then I have to go back and tell them I want to go back to being undeclared. So then they have a little piece of paper, I have to sign the paper, and then boom, I'm back to being undeclared. Interesting. And then I get all of the calls from both sides because, because they want <laughs> That's my That's really what you want is you are <laughs> yeah. looking to be um, schmoozed. <laughs> yeah, no. By the best candidate. <laughs> Actually, no. Um, but but they, so so there you have it. That was, you know, in a nutshell, that's what the, the issues were. Um, I don't think that they're going to abandon the tech. They're just looking to roll these things out. You know, if you start thinking about people that develop software programs like that, you know, you think back on some of the other epic failures like healthcare.gov. Oh my gosh, yeah. Windows 8, iCloud. (laughs) Windows 8. (laughs) So they had to redesign Snapchat. So these, I mean, these epic failures happen. But usually not in a um, a national national election. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay if Snapchat needs to be redone, but you know, (laughs) the voting, the the tallying system for the, the first caucus in America. And then you get all the conspiracy <laughs> theories. Of course, it was the Russians that came in and, oh, right, and tampered. Right. <laughs> but it was not that. It no, was sometimes there's just app. sometimes there's just bad software development that's and it. there's bugs and there's and that's the thing is like you're saying when you roll out a normal app and you have all of these users consuming an app, you get bugs reported. Here's what's not working, it's stalling, you can deploy that patch. 
you don't really have they do kind of like an opportunity like a one-shot nancy in uh in iowa so I don't think that they're going to give up on the, the technology. So why, how long did it take for them to actually, because I did hear, uh, I heard a joke last night as um, the primary, the polls were closing that someone, one of the pundits was saying, oh, it's, you know, very exciting. We're starting to get results in, unlike a few days ago when we just sat here and waited. <laughs> right. So how long did it take for them to actually start getting I, I want to uh, say it was a full two days. I don't know the exact okay. timeline, but I think it was a full two days. So the thing that was great about it, and you know that this thing was um, was perfect, is because they did have the paper votes as well as the head counts. So the results that did finally come in, they did get it right, but it just it took more time because they were relying on the technology for the tallying and the communication, which right. didn't happen. So they had to go back to the old-fashioned way, which is what they did, and they did get it right, so the results are accurate. So you don't have to worry about, oh, wait a minute, they, they must have missed something because right. of technology. They must have, the, the app had you know some voters that they didn't count for. So, yeah, but it's, so, it's so funny because I, I feel... I don't know how I feel about moving things to electronic systems. I feel it's the way that the world is going. We've, this has been basically the theme of every conversation we ever have is that technology will be the conduit for us to do all of these things like voting and that. But I don't know if I trust paper ballots any more than I trust electronic ballots. Well, so, it depends on the paper ballot because if you remember the, the the famous election, the hanging Chad, Ford, right? The dangling <laughs> Chad, and so that's you know that's a different issue. And now there, it, that was actually one of the um, uh, one of the platforms that people are standing on is getting back to the paper ballot. You know that the, these candidates are really forcing that we want everybody to go back to the paper ballot. There's only about twelve states in the union um, that do electronic voting. And they're saying that there, there's issues. And I, I want to say Florida was, was one of the ones that yeah. are doing electronic voting now. So after their disaster, they went to electronic. Don't, don't quote me on that. Um, I, 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 I won't. I, I believe they're one of the 12. Someone just took that quote and put it out I'm on sure the, they on did. The now I'm, I'm screwed. Um, <laughs> I, I find it odd in general that there's not a universal voting system. Right. Like we're voting for federal offices, like national offices. I don't feel like that should necessarily be a state by state differentiator. Right. You know, they make, they make the choice. Yeah. Right? But we decided to do, do it by smoke signal down here. <laughs> <laughs> we will vote between the hours of two and four if you can get here. <laughs> oh, and you know what? I did want to mention that other thing too about the caucus. We were talking about the differences. And again, this isn't really technology, but it's, it's very interesting. They're also saying that um, the Iowa caucus really doesn't represent the working person mm. because, number one, it, you can't do um, uh, absentee. And also, you, you have to have the time to put in. I mean, this is two, three, sometimes four-hour process. Yeah. So you're down there for a long time, and, and working folks can't necessarily do that. So it, it really kind of hampers how many people get involved mm -hmm. in it. And, uh, you know, so they're really starting to question that. And I think with this app problem, now they've got kind of two strikes against them where the, the nation is going, wait, let's take a second look at yeah. this. So, it's interesting. Yeah. No, thank you for that lesson. Because sure. I, I think that was... Uh that was good to know. And if I didn't, if I didn't know it, there's probably at least one other person that didn't know it. Right. <laughs> um, so let's switch gears a little bit, um, staying on technology. But, uh, as, as you know, I'm a huge proponent to, as a service, actually, this really ties into our opening around the weather. So, <laughs> okay. <perfect. laughs> 
Um, I was reading a really interesting article about the development of a new uh, business for logistics as a service. Ah. So there's everything as a service. We've talked to, um, we've had guests on talking about managed print as a service, uh, unified communications as a service, uh, you know, device as a service, software as a service, every, it's like X as a service um, all over the place. But logistics as a service, I thought was really, really interesting, but also seemed like a no brainer, like the concept of it, a no brainer, but the deployment of it probably very, very involved. So I'm gonna use a very basic uh, example around a snow shovel while we're talking about weather. So think about, especially here in New England, or you've got states like Montana or uh, even Texas and uh, these places that get random snow squalls out of nowhere. Georgia, that's happened in Atlanta, like Georgia a number of times over the past couple of years. But um, inventory and logistics as a service is connecting uh, either a retailer, distributor, whatever it might be, whoever's carrying inventory and, and selling it, um, the ability to have their inventory systems linked to uh, like delivery freight systems and also linked to weather forecasting systems. Ah. So if we look at the very simple example of a snow shovel, like say Lowe's, but we'll be familiar, Lowe's has snow shovels available for cu- customers to buy through logistics as a service or inventory as a service. It would actually scan your inventory and say, okay, it's February. Um, Historically, Lowe's would probably just bring in slews of snow shovels because it snows every day in different parts of of America. Um, But I've got snow shovels and I'm ready to sell them. And then it's 65 degrees out in the month of February in New England. And they're left with the snow shovels. (laughs) And they've got all of that money sitting on their books in inventory hoping to God that it snows in April. (laughs) Um, So inventory logistics as a service takes that, communicates current inventory um, with predictive weather forecasts. And I'm really oversimplifying this, but with weather forecasts and distribution and freight, and we'll actually time what inventory you need according to what the forecast is. The power of AI, that's amazing. Isn't that amazing? So so you have, so now you're gonna have a store manager that there's you know snow in some part of Texas that never gets it. Right. And the store manager goes to the warehouse manager, hey, do we have any snow shovels? He goes, the darndest thing. We had a, a ton of these things show yeah. up like uh, two days ago. I have no yeah. idea why. <laughs> yeah, so it's looking, it's looking at what you actually have or maybe you know just something you normally carry that you're starting to sell an abnormal amount of Um, it's reading the patterns of purchase and behavior and even looking at delivery and weather forecasting for transit. So not just like the machine learning part of it. Yeah. Not just predicting like it's going to snow, you need this, but there's a massive snowstorm in middle America and you're transporting something from California to new England. You need to leave six days sooner in order to get that truck through ah. that storm to get the inventory on time. So the whole logistics channel, the whole logistics, effects. the the whole logistics channel. I thought it was really, like I said, kind of a no brainer when you think of, Oh wow, that wouldn't be great. Wouldn't that be great? When we had uh, the digital signage folks on, they were talking about how digital signage changes according to the weather. If it's 
30 degrees out, Dunkin' Donuts is going to throw coffee up as, you know, the primary headline and picture. But if it's 90 degrees out, an iced coffee or a frozen lemonade will go up there. Um, so I, I just thought that was a neat tie back to this whole as a service business that now seeing stores and distribution start to automate their inventory and their logistics. Um, so they're not managing it like wow. one by one. The, the power of the weather service, huh? Isn't that really cool? That is very now, cool. Now, the only problem is how often is, are the weather people correct? <laughs> well, I, I think if there's a, a storm actually happening, yeah. with, they're trying to predict the storm coming in and maybe not. But Yeah, no, they're looking at hurricanes, snowstorms, yeah. major events, uh, things like that, which usually are, you know, predicted well enough in advance. Right. Um, but but interesting stuff. So very interesting. And I'm I'm assuming that it's it's a fairly new um, fairly new company service that started. They just got an influx of cash to really deploy it. So I don't know if it's going to have like international reach. Like if you are um, you've got stuff that's coming in. Like say a device manufacturer has freight uh, coming in overseas. I don't know if it's going to link those kinds of systems. Um, but we will see. It's oh, going to be the applications the dawn if you of think a new about day. Are, yeah, kind of mind blowing. Yeah, can't imagine people not tapping into that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool because uh, I live and breathe anything as a service. Anything I <laughs> yes, do, you do, everything I do not have to do myself. You are as a service maven. Yes, <laughs> also a social media maven. <laughs> um, so while we're on the topic of. Uh, as a service, uh, super relevant uh, managed service providers are are in demand in this new wave. Everyone's kind of coming out with their new solution, how they can help people. Um, there is a recent case, uh, and I don't even know if this person would be considered a millennial or a gen, what's the lower? Gen Z. Gen Z. I always forget the lower one. Yeah. I, sh I shouldn't. It's the last one on the alphabet. How old is he? 26. I believe that's millennial. Okay. My, yeah, my daughter. Oh, really? My daughter okay. is 26. She's a millennial. Okay. So a 26-year-old um, IT guy at a um, MSP. I won't name names. We, we'll be kind. Um, but I found this article on uh, um, CRN.com. They had, uh, he worked in their IT department for the MS, MSP provider. He uh, worked under an alias on the dark web called Wozniak. <laughs> okay. With a with a zero, not a no, <laughs> not to be confused with the real Wozniak. <laughs> um, but he was selling on the dark web access to the MSP's client list. Oh boy! Right? Talk about a secure. We talk about cybersecurity all the time, and we talk about the human error of cybersecurity all the time. But we don't always talk about humans. The humans being yeah. the er like. How, how do you prevent being that? the catalyst of a massive security issue? So uh, the FBI is involved and how they caught Wozniak was by replying to one of his posts. He was looking for six hundred dollars in Bitcoin um, for access to these lists where he could give them their network passwords, um, basically selling the keys to the someone kingdom. else's castle. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's been uh, he was an engineer. He's been arrested by the FBI, there's an investigation going, and I found um, I found it really funny that the uh, the owner of the MSP provider um, or managed service provider said, um, you know, it, Brett was a really really great 
like smart guy, um, 26 years old, great at IT, a great engineer, good future ahead of him, but he was a really bad criminal. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he himself was not protecting his identity or being careful in the sale of, uh, you know, massive amounts of data was not handling it well at all. He had the old, what could happen? Right. Attitude. Right. Do you remember that show? There used to be a show called like the dumbest criminals. Yes. Where I remember I saw one where they were trying to like, um, siphon gas out of a fire truck. Um, and it was really, really dark inside the station and they were trying to be quiet and not have any flashlights. And the guy like, like, <laughs> took his lighter out. Oh my God. And like caught himself on fire. Awesome. <laughs> but so that was kind of- putting Wozniak in that Yeah, category? so I feel okay. like that's in that category because you're literally, you're in your own, like you're setting yourself on fire. You're using your own information. Like he wasn't hiding his IP address or anything like that. He was on um, the dark web. Nobody was, else goes on the dark web except for criminals that will give you money, right? Right. And the FBI. <laughs> and the FBI. <laughs> um, but he was just very willing to like, the FBI contacted him and was like, hey, I'm interested. And he was open and transparent Invented and willing willing to transact. Wow. Um, so they snagged him. So but I think that that was just really... Uh, an important, uh, an important story because I think that there's still uh, a couple episodes ago we were talking about the white hat, black hat, like the the things that people do, good and bad. Um, and it's just always when you're evaluating a managed service provider, I I think that there's a lot of good and there's a lot of wonderful services they provide, and organize, organizations themselves are very safe and very secure. Um, but there is the potential to have bad actors. Right. Um, you know, within the mix. So, uh, yeah. And I, and I think too, that there's other uh, things, ways that they can protect themselves internally. So mm -hmm. if there are people that have access to um, this, you know, this very sensitive data and all of a sudden you see some downloads of files exactly. that weren't requested, you know, that their algorithm should be written in such a way that it said, sends off some, you know, red flags yeah. internally. So there, there are other ways that you can, even though it's humans kind of interacting and being the, uh, the back door, that there's ways that they can figure that out too. And, right. You know, and I think it's a, a good lesson for MSPs themselves to understand like what access each of your employees have right. to information, like knowing who has um, client lists, know who has passwords to those client lists, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, re so, just reassess that. Reassess yeah, it's your a, I think it's a good question to ask when you're evaluating, you know, a managed service provider is, you know, what are your what are your security protocols inside when my information is at your fingertips? So yeah, best practices. Yeah. So I, as a service is big, I think we're going to see more and more store, more and more pop up of different kinds of as a service and then different struggles that a lot of providers are going to start facing. I think the good news is no one's information was lost. No, Wozniak was not successful. <laughs> they shut um, down early. And 600 Bitcoin is a lot of money. So I don't think anyone was super willing to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What is, how much is 600 Bitcoin? Uh, well, let's see what the current value is. Oh, Hold on. Hold, right. please. <laughs> Hold, please. Um, no, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, that is a lot of money. <laughs> One Bitcoin equals 10,386 United States dollars. What? Yeah, so he was asking for 600 Bitcoin, did, which would did be... Did he know he was asking for that much money? I don't know. That seems like <laughs> a lot of money. That does seem like a lot of money. That's... 
Yeah, that's six million six million two hundred and thirty two thousand and twenty dollars. I can't believe I just successfully <laughs> said that number. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think he may have had the wrong ransom too that he was asking for. That's crazy. I agree, and but granted, they didn't put the names of the clients that were at. Obviously, that would be a huge privacy issue in right. and of itself. Um, but who now I'm curious yeah. who was on the list. Yeah, he so he was asking for six million dollars yeah. for access. It's a very small client list that you're gonna get with that kind of ask. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh yeah, so again, twenty six years old, your first uh uh entree to criminal activity is to ask for six million dollars on the dark web, uh where the FBI is actively patrolling. Way to go, Wozniak. Wozniak, epic failure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> epic failure. Um is that all we got for tech news today? That, that's it. All I, right. I don't know. It's 27 minutes of tech news. All right. So <laughs> uh, thank you for joining this week's episode of What the Tech Just Happened. Uh, Rob clarified for us the difference between a caucus and a primary, uncovered for us a uh, the details of the blunder in Iowa You're last welcome. week. Thank you, Rob. I super <laughs> appreciate it. Um, and we talked about the emerging as a service market and potential threats that managed service providers need to be on the lookout for. And thank you, Penny, for that. Yeah, thank you. Join us next week to find out what the tech just happened. Take care. Bye, Rob. Oh, wait, I need to close. I need to do the email and all that stuff. And if you like today's episode on whatever platform you're listening, make sure that you like us, share us, and leave us a comment to let us know what you think. You can also email us at podcast or podcasts at connection.com. So that's with or without an S, we will get your email. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.